There's a place. Out where the fake news is muffled. Past the point where politicians get silent. Where facts don't care about your feelings. Where PC is DOA. This is that place. Welcome to the last stop on the right. As Jack Nicholas told Arnold Palmer, when Martha Burke doubled the 18th to lose the Masters by one. Okay. <laughs> Get her off the driveway. I'm sorry. The last pod is the best pod. <laughs> Yo. Yo. All right, my friends, welcome. It is the last pod on the right here at laststoponthewright.com and, of course, through our good friends at America's Podcast Network. This is KLRN Radio. Dot net. As, uh, I am Ben Crystal. I'm Mike Abel. As we get into our hour of podcast fabulosity on this, uh, on this another beautiful week here in America. Uh, America! Did a little Masters theme to open there, you know, because the Masters is being played this, over this weekend. The Masters was contested in Augusta National. And I, I, so weird, dude. Very hard to get used to. I, I, I like, saw, no none, saw none of it for, for uh, Thursday and Friday. No, totally forgot about just it. Just the fact that the azaleas are not only not in bloom, but they're like, yeah, we're done. I mean, it's just, it's it's a little off-putting, and there's no fans. Right. As our uh, as a good friend of this podcast, uh, noted political science scientist, Hut, P., and uh, and master's expert. There's really nothing that Hut P is not an expert in. So among the things he is, he has demonstrated expertise, his master's knowledge, and as he pointed out, the fact that there's no fans there is just very off-putting. Now he, I didn't say he was an expert at the game. Uh, his I said knowledge he's an of expert it. of the history of the game. Yes, his knowledge. His of swing it. would suggest otherwise. More moving parts than a Model T. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Hot Comma P? Love you, baby. Love you, it. <laughs> of course, we all remember Martha Burke. Remember her? Whatever happened to her? Was it like 2003 or four when she's like, they're going to make them accept women? And she had her little protest. Yes. And Augusta police were like, no, nah, you can't be in front of the driveway. Like, get the hell out of the Come way. Come on, you're a loser. Nobody cares. Seriously, nobody cares. <laughs> they, ended up, they ended up admitting women anyway. Yes. But just because they found some, I mean, you know, they finally got around to it. Because, you know, Augusta National has always been a little slow out of the blocks. Just a little. Stuff bit. like that. I mean, hell, man. They were still making players use their caddies who were acquired by, I am not making this up, by the way. And I'm not trying to speak ill of the Masters or Augusta National because I really don't care. This is years ago. But until the early 80s, not only were tour players required to dump their regular caddy for an Augusta National caddy when playing the Masters, but the caddy had to be black. Yes. And had to use a special door uh, to get onto the Augusta National campus. They didn't come. You're not allowed to come up the driveway. Right. And I'm like, okay, some of the stuff. Eh, come on, guys. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, you're right. Come on, but guys. Eventually, but, they got but, around to it. Now, not only do they have black members and women members, they have black women members. Yes, they do. Former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice yes, is, is the uh, is a member there, and also one of the great football fans in America. This is a little fact you didn't know: Condoleezza Rice openly campaigned for the job of NFL commissioner. She would have been so much better than she, Roger Goodell. There's, and you look now, you're like, ha, ha, that's funny, that's so weird. And you think about it, like then you're like, I didn't even know she was that big as a fan. So now, she used better. to be the provost at Stanford, right? So it's not. I mean, she was a fan of football. People knew that, but it's like, really. Uh-huh. Now you look back at it and go, man, they should have picked her. Man. Because Goodell has been an unqualified debacle. 
He's terrible. Yes. He's terrible. Oh, uh, by the way, before we get into everything today, a uh, quick note from our email files. I'm to remind everybody, you can email us here at this podcast. Check us out on the web at laststopontheright.com. The email links are easily findable for you. You can also check us out on Twitter. Our Twitter feed is at laststopotr. And there is a Facebook group dedicated to this dumpster fire. And I wanted to mention to you in a quick house housekeeping note yeah, yeah. that we heard from the hog this week. Yeah, yeah. He says he, uh, what did he say? He said that you should not feel bad about rooting for the Vikes. Okay. Because, you know, just because they're terrible. He didn't say that. I'm saying that. They are terrible. But uh, he's just he was just showing you a little love there. Hey man, two been, game two game win streak. Yeah, just because the you know. Well, hey, listen, you know it's they could infeasibly they could I'd, still make the playoffs, dude. This season, absolutely everything is on the table. That's the thing. If there is one thing that 2020 should forever be known for, it's not just that we all finished 2019 thinking the hell that can't get any worse, and we're all wrong, right? I mean, just so wrong because this is such a crappy year. But this is the year of the asterisk, man. Everything that happens this year gets an asterisk, in my opinion. Everything. Pretty much. I mean, we're watching college football. Indiana, Liberty, Cincinnati, okay? Coastal Carolina. Marshall, Coastal Carolina, all in the top 20. Cincinnati's a top 10 team. Uh, so is, um, um, who was the first one you said? Uh, uh, Indiana. Indiana, they're number 10. Indiana just uh, Saturday just and blanked Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yep. I mean, it's just, and you know that that's not normal. No. Like we were talking about the fact that Michigan, and if you're not a football fan, don't worry, it's going to be over fairly soon. Mom, sorry. Uh, <laughs> our executive producer, my mom, not a football fan. But uh, you know what? It's a little slice of life. It's a look inside the lives of, of Mike and Ben here. We are crazy football fans. Hmm. And uh, we were discussing on Saturday while watching Indiana blanking Michigan State that, uh, among other things, I've been hearing some talk that the Michigan is considering firing Harbaugh because they're having such a crappy year. And I'm like, no coach should lose his job for anything this year. No. I mean, if I'm a college president, I understand how much these guys make. And it's like, you know, we're a publicly funded institution, so blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, okay, I can, I can see the point. But there's no way you can attribute a team's success or failure on or off the field this year to anything other than it just being 2020, in my opinion. You just can't do that to a guy. I mean, nothing, I, I agree. nothing this year has been any good. No. Nothing this year has been normal. It's all been, and we're obviously, and we're not just talking about politics. So everything is just such a steaming pile of 2020 this year that I'm like, no, you can't do that. Everything this year gets an asterisk. College football, asterisk. I mean, think about it. They're playing a Masters in November. Joe Biden just successfully absconded with a presidential election. It's a really weird year. <laughs> It's a really. What did your daughter say? Uh, oh, that yeah, because they made you put your Christmas tree. Your Christmas tree is up. <laughs> yes. I I just you know and I yes. everybody every year I feel like right about Halloween I start noticing the Christmas stuff and I'd like everybody I marked that first time I saw a Christmas ad on TV I'm like oh that's the first one I've seen this season it's usually right after Halloween mm-hmm. and there's the obligatory social media oh god they've commercialized Christmas there's always the whiners out there like. I can't believe they're talking about Christmas already. I hate this. And I'm like, this happens every year, and you're always taken by a surprise by it. Come on. You knew it was coming. Right. I mean, in the big box stores, Christmas stuff starts showing up on the shelves not long after Labor Day. I mean, they're like, the moment they can make room with the the Halloween candy, they do. They don't don't put more Halloween junk up there. They put Christmas stuff up there. But I'm like, this year? And your daughter was like, hey, 
we could kind of use it. Yeah. And was, you know what? We were like, I was like, okay. Whatever. She's right. Yeah. She's cool. absolutely cool right. I totally, I 100% feel her because I'm sitting there going, you know, if ever we need a little Christmas right this very minute because holy crap, 2020 has just been a total dumpster fire. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. That's not as near as good as you were doing earlier, but oh, whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, I, okay. It's possible that your boy Ben has a, a little bit of a gift for like freestyle today but uh has been amazing the thing is it's almost oh i work kind of blue so you ain't gonna hear none of it here <laughs> yeah yeah because <laughs> my mom is listening i'm not doing that i i won't i otherwise we'll have to ear them off you know because we do the thing with those of you who are regular listeners to the last pod on the right know that whenever I'm about to say something particularly offensive i say mom earmuffs and she knows wherever she is however distant she might be to not listen for the next about 30 seconds well if I was to do the freestyle thing throughout the program, we would have to earmuff mom about every 10 seconds, and we're not going to do that. <laughs> mom would miss out. You, the you, old man would love He'd be like, thank God I don't have to listen to this crap this week. I will have to say you've been on point today. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Your kid, on point. She's absolutely right. If ever there was a time, one of the local radio stations started doing Christmas music. Like, and see, I don't count that, though, because they do that every year. I'm, but like I'm the, fine the, with the, it. The, Normally, the weekend after Halloween, they crank it up. I know. And normally, I don't care. I, I'm not one of these guys, oh, I can't believe Christmas, blah, 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 and whine it because they just want to whine about something. I'm like, fine. I just don't listen to it until I'm ready. But you know what? I did after uh, after I heard you mention it, I did flip over and catch me a little Band-Aid the other day. It was, ah, nice. Here, yeah. it was nice, <laughs> man. It was a class. For those of us who grew up in the 80s and 90s, Band-Aid, do they know at Christmas? That's a seminal Christmas moment for us. That's like Miracle on 34th Street for our parents. That's like a holiday classic. I know. You know, last night. We, we all we, know it. When we when we were actually putting the, the tree up time. and everything. Uh, the the uh, there's no need to Vince Guaraldi trio with the oh, Christmas nice. time is here. That's, that's, I, I love mean, that I hear stuff, that song. Though. I'm like, uh, it's, do, that's do, Christmas. Do, 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 anyway, do, we digress. Do, we need do, to. Uh, do, do, do. I know, but it's like now I'm into a Christmas thing here. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling Christmassy. So, I'm, so, so much for politics. Huh? Yeah. You know what, though? Would, it, would you rather, though? I mean, honestly, sure. if I thought there was a chance that our three or four actual listeners would stick around if we did nothing but Christmas all day, I'd rather do that. Yeah. Just, I, would, would you rather talk about Christmas, Christmas and or football. freaking Kamala Harris, for God's sake? There's not a damn thing about that woman that I want to have to talk. I'm going to have to, but you know. But I tell you what, since you're making a thing out of it, Mike, and for no other reason, why don't we crack open the dumpster and see what it is that is stinking up the universe this week, man? All right, hang on. I got to put on the the, the oven mitts. You're so going to screw so, this up. No, I got to put, You're I gotta, screw I gotta it put up. the I'm... oven mitts on so I can actually touch the dumpster because you know it's on fire. Oh, I see what you did there. All right. So, okay. uh, All right. No, I trust you not to blow it this time. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, first thing. Do you need your reading glasses before no, you do No, this? I'm good. I'm Are good. you sure? I'm good. I'm you good. can actually I, see that. I've, there's the new... Uh, the new iOS app has a thing for old people magnifier. So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm good. Right. Uh, first things first. Uh, okay. It's over. Yeah, it really is. And I know the the president has been reluctant to agree to that. And obviously his supporters, his diehard supporters have been even less so. But I, I don't know. I've yes, yeah, I was. I keep telling people that are friends of mine that are like dedicated to it. They're like, you know, this this court battle could go this way, and this court battle could go there, and you know who they're bringing in for this. And I'm like, guys, okay, good luck. It's technically possible 
that one of these or a couple of these lawsuits might break the president's way, the ones he hasn't withdrawn. Man, he and he, I mean, it's technically possible, but that's like it's technically possible that your local high school could get on the field with Notre Dame and win. I mean, it's technically possible, right? But that's as far as we'll go. I just people need to get over it. He ain't gonna bush it. That's all I know. No, well, no, and it's a different, but so. it's a it's a radically different situation. Well, you're right. You're radically right. different situation. It's not just one state with Al Gore and his guys just trying to steal one state. Right. right. And we'll talk about Biden. The, the Democrats pulled one off here. I give him credit for that. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible, terrible thing. But we'll get into that in a, in a little while here. All right. Uh, turn on your gaslight. Turn on your gaslight. Wait, wait. Let me see if I can do my full Neil Diamond here. <clears throat> What? Little <laughs> diamond. Yeah, man. You know, turn on your heart light. Yes, I know. Turn on your gas light. Hey, yeah. that was pretty good. Let it shine wherever you are. Tell those lies wherever you are. Yeah, man. Everything old, it's ever everything. How many times have we been through this with the Democrats? Where everything they profess that they believe in, that they consider a guiding principle is out the window because some circumstance changed. And here we are again. Now we've got them saying that any investigation of Biden would be just counterproductive at best and treasonous at worst. Right. And I'm like, really? Really? But all, everything, of it's all of it. It's all, everything's back on the table for these guys. There's just no principle other than victory. So we got that coming up for you. Yay. Uh, we got the holidays in hell. I don't have a Neil Diamond reference here. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> uh, holidays in hell. Lindsey Buckingham reference. Okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed this. There are a couple of states, I guess New York is obviously leading the pack, where they're trying to pass rules about who and who you can have to your home for Thanksgiving and Christmas but, and how many people would be allowed, et cetera. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I, hails to I, the I, no. I love that they say, you can have Thanksgiving, but have it outside. I'm like, I'm going to have Thanksgiving in, wherever the hell If you're I'm... in upstate New York, it's <laughs> probably pretty damn chilly yeah, outside. If you're up in like Plattsburgh, which is like, it's I like mean, Siberia yeah. up there. And yeah, they're like, go oh, have Thanksgiving outside, and it's like 10 below. Syracuse getting lake effects no on Thanksgiving. Oh, boy. Just like, nah. Yeah, but like, that's it's, but it doesn't matter, though. I mean, <laughs> even if the governor of Georgia, the actual governor, not Stacey Abrams, was to say, hey, we've got a rule. No more. You can't have Thanksgiving. You can only have five people or 10 people or whatever, and it's got to be over here, and you can't have, can only be there for a couple of hours. I would be like, F you, F you, F you to everything they said. All right. I'm just not, forget it. They're, it seems like not a big deal, but they're talking about coming in your house and dictating who's allowed to be in there and for how long. And that's this is insane. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're we're yeah, that's a N O spells no from me, Mister Governor. Yep. All right, and then we got oh we got oh hail well knock yeah man uh the 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 Democrat we've got two see because. Uh, Yay, Georgia, right? Uh, we have two special elections going to runoff. Two Senate elections. Both of our Senate elections are in runoffs, the regular one and the special election. Yeah. Uh, and in one of them, we have a guy named uh, Raphael Warnock, the Reverend. The Reverend Raphael Warnock. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the Reverend title a little bit on here. But uh, it turns out he's got some particularly unsavory friends. Uh, and we're going to see if we, you know, Hey, listen, we're going to let you, we're going to let you in on some, some info. You can spread it around. Maybe we can see, do something about this Warnock clown getting way too close to the U S Capitol. Hi-yo. 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 Sorry. 
Man, I just, yeah, how come every time one of these guys pops up and they're like a super lib, it doesn't take very long before you find out that they're letting that fascist flag fly? <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's always, you can count the moments like, oh, they're super liberal and anti-Semitic comment or friend in three, two, and there it is. And you just wait for it. Right. And I'm like, with Warnock, that's not new. No. He's been affiliated with those BDS psychos for a while. And uh, and it's do the Democrats just not vet anybody, or is it really just if we think he can win, we don't care if he's like eats babies? Because this guy, I mean, I don't know. It's just this guy. I feel like there has to have been somebody else. Well, you would think, but you know, but you know. So that's our menu. That is our menu. That's our menu. So I don't even know where we're going to start. I mean, what off the hell else started. do you want? I don't know. Man. <laughs> Come on, it's Christmas time, sort of, if you want. Well, I'll tell you what, let's go back to uh, the election that has never ended. It's And, you know, we're as we're recording the last pod on the right here, technically, and I said this earlier, technically it's not over. But I got to tell you a couple of things here, kids. You may not like this. This may anger you. If you are a hardcore MAGA head, you're not going to like You might even want to turn away because it's over, baby. He didn't win. He's not going to win. Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't think there's any question that the Democrats cheated to win. I think it's patently obvious that we've seen irregularities on a large enough scale that multiple results should be called into question, but they won't be. Right. And I don't want to start off the meat of the podcast with kind of a downward note here, but this is extraordinary. I don't think people realize, and I know I said last week, you know, we survived Obama. And we can survive a crook like that. We can survive this idiot. But uh, we have had elections that got stolen in this country before. There have been electoral fraud is not new. I mean, we all, you don't even, neither one of us was alive for it. But, for example, our parents remember the 1960 election mm-hmm. when uh, Jack, Jack Kennedy did not win that election, kids. That election was outright stolen. Okay. And so it's not like this is new. We can go back uh, 100 years. Warren Harding. Okay. I mean, boy, did he get his teapot domed for that one. Thank you. I'm here all week. Tip your way to try the field. What? That was a solid history reference right there. He got his teapot domed. Yes. I could have gone with he got his dome teapotted, but it just didn't sound as good. <laughs> but no, it's electoral fraud is not new. But this was the first big time theft of the information age. Okay. Because remember, when Kennedy. Well, not that you would remember, but when Kennedy stole the 1960 election from Nixon, uh, I mean, they had just started with TV debates. I mean, it was it was information was limited to, you know, the radio. Right. You know, you had mutual Omaha updates at the top of the hour or whatever. It's like, I'm Walter Cronkite and here's what's happening or whatever. I mean, it was you waited on the newspaper the next morning or Walter Cronkite that evening. Or, yeah, like Mutual of Omaha News updates at the top of the hour. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and all the ships at sea. Uh, but that was how you found stuff. There are people that didn't know about Kennedy assassination until the next day. Because it just, you know, they didn't have access to information. You couldn't be anywhere in the world and not see what was happening this time. Though. Right. They did it outright. They did it right out there. You had, uh, uh, I mean, hell, man, the Secretary of State of Pennsylvania who certified that election. I mean, she's on Twitter calling Trump supporters Nazis. I'm like, can you trust these people? You already know that they're willing to cheat to get what they want. This is the grand prize. You're telling me that they didn't let their 
their partisanship has overwhelmed their patriotism and professionalism in every aspect of American life, whether it's the way the corporate media fails to report the news in an accurate manner because they feel like their opposition to Trump is more important than actually just giving you information, whether it's something like that or uh, just the endless lying. We talked about the gaslighting, uh, all of it. There's no principle there. But this time, they really went whole hog. If you almost have to say, like, kudos, kind of. Because if, I mean, if you're a career criminal, this is, you know, boy, they're talking about grabbing the brass ring. This would be like stealing the Hope Diamond. Right. I mean, they literally heisted a presidential election in front of everybody. We all watched them do it. We're like, conservatives are out there going, hey, man, this doesn't look kosher. And the Democrat media complex is like, oh, you're a fascist for even saying that. You're a racist. They even, what did they say? This week, the new talking point was that anyone who uses the phrase legal voting, that's code, is what that they were saying. A legal vote. If it's a legal vote, you're saying that's code, that's racist. And I'm like, that only makes sense if you're assuming that all minority votes are illegal, but okay, go with that. But that's, they. the moment you question the results, you're it's the usual barrage of nonsensical charges. You're a racist, you're a fascist, you're a misogynist, you're a homophobe, you're a bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, whatever. And they just have done such, they did a very effective job of control because they have that, that iron-fisted control of the major media. There's no, uh, you know, they can go out and they can do things like cheat in Pennsylvania and Arizona and Nevada and wherever else they did and get away with it. And we can all sit there and go, hey, man, this is some this is some bullsharpton right here that we're watching. And, and it, you know, so what? You're a racist for noticing. And they got away with it because they have gotten away with it. Right? And I know if you're a Trump person. And I know a couple of a couple who are very serious about it, and they are still keeping that torch high. And I'm like, you go ahead and do that. You're just wasting gas, though. Right. He's not. It's and, over. And legal money. I mean, because well, yeah, lawyers don't come cheap. Well, you know, it's the one thing about America that's always true is the freaking lawyers always get paid, man. I mean, oh, that's a yeah. the lawyers are yeah. rubbing their hands. I'm like, you know, if you have this many attorneys involved in the electoral process, it's not going the way it should is my feeling. <laughs> I'm just saying, if there are this many lawyers, and there are good lawyers out there, this is not the entire legal profession, but the kind of guys, there's two types of lawyers that you should automatically mistrust. If they advertise on TV, like the guys, the TV park bench dudes. I broke my neck. I want a check. Yeah, those guys. That they have like the kicky little songs and stuff <laughs> yes. instead of like, you know. Or the phone number. <laughs> and, instead, of, instead of touting their actual credentials, they're, they're, they've got a, a neat little meme-worthy ad that they're doing. I mean, we, and we certainly living in a place like Savannah, Georgia, which is just overrun with, with trial lawyers. It's if you watch TV anywhere within a hundred miles of Savannah, Georgia, I would be willing to bet two thirds of the ads you would see during the of the the non nationals that you would see during the course of a broadcast day are for personal injury lawyers. Yep, and it, it's just we're overrun with them. We have them like we have them like old wood houses have termites. Per, personal injury, and then the the uh, the like the mass class action suit. Oh yeah, they're already doing that because you're know, like, hey, this is a possibility for us to exploit. But if you've got that those kind of attorneys, and then the kind of attorneys that do election work, those are the bad guys. <laughs> those are the reasons you don't like lawyers. Those guys, they make good lawyers look bad too because there are guys out there doing good work. I mean, you know, 
There's their attorneys serve a purpose, you know. If there and there are even people that have needed to call upon the services of a personal injury lawyer and and have gotten one that has done good work for them. Right. But it's the guys that you know, if he's on the back of a park bench, <laughs> side of a bus, has a meme worthy TV ad, the, the back of a pedicab. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, those are the saddest ones, man. You're looking at a, and again, another Savannah specific thing for those of you who've never been down here. Savannah is very tourist-centric, and we have all these tourist special vehicles. We have pedicabs. We have horse-drawn carriages. We have trolley tours. We have a thing that rides around that you can sit on and pedal and drink beer while some dude steers it. Eight people sitting there pedaling. It's the worst-looking thing in the, the world. It's the stupidest thing And ever. everybody in Savannah hates it, but you know what? There's always people the on it. The tourists love it. The tourists. The tourists that get on that thing we call tourons. Yes. Like, oh, look at the tour. Of course. Eyes. See, the, the thing but about- But you know what? Their money's green. The, and, and the thing about Savannah that, that does it for them is they're not used to the fact that you know Savannah's open container. Oh, yeah. We you, also- you, yeah, you, you put it in, in a solo the cup district, you can walk around the solo put, cup. Put it in a solo whatever. cup, you're good to go. Anywhere downtown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and they're these, not used to that. No. You know, but so we have like, pedicabs. And the pedicabs have advertisements on the back. And sometimes you'll be sitting there and you'll be like, man, you know what? If I'm- you're getting in a pedicab. It's got a lawyer's name on the back of it, and then you're going to go somewhere looking at a pedicab rider driver's sweaty butt. <laughs> and I'm like, man, it's just no way that gets worse. <laughs> Unless, like, the lawyer's running alongside you going. I'm calling that lawyer right there. <laughs> but anytime you've got that many attorneys involved in anything, it goes bad. That's just, I think that's a fair rule of thumb for yeah, life. For I would, I would life. But let's be honest, kids. Whether or not he sues... From here to kingdom come, the president is not going to be the president as of uh, late January. Right. Okay, he will be the former president. But you know, it's hey, listen, you can't take that away from the guy. Came out of, I mean, talk about coming out of left field. Dude's hosting a game show. Next thing you know, he's president of the United States. I know. Now, granted, he lost this time, or sort of, but you know, it doesn't. It, it's essentially you can't ever take that away from him. Now, right. I will say also say this: his family politically is finished. No Trump should ever run for office again. Right. Not because they couldn't do the job or whatever, but I think you're too tied to him at this point. And you gotta be honest, let's talk be honest about this. He flamed out. Okay, this is not a guy who went quietly. Right. This is no Calvin Coolidge story. Donald Trump <laughs> is going out in a blaze of glory. Right. And lawyers. And lawyers. Now, uh, the next up on the menu is we wanted to talk about the fact that it's over. Now we need to talk about what happens next. In January. Biden and forever, however the hell long he's going to be up there. And his running mate, Kamala, who called him a segregationist Harris, they're going to be taken over. And we know, well, Biden is sort of, like I said, he's an empty suit. Biden's the hood ornament. We know Kamala Harris is very much a radical leftist. Hmm. She has big plans. She has big plans. And she is covered by the fact that her party has essentially, well, I, I, they feel like, you know, they don't care that they cheated. They won. Right. Okay? That doesn't right. mean anything. Cheating doesn't mean anything. But they find themselves in a situation where they feel like they won, so it is an endorsement of how they won and what they said they are going to do when they won. Let's look back at the year 2020. The year 2020 brought us nothing good. 
And, you know, what do we see from the Democrats the entire year? Hate, 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 violence, 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 violence. This year, basically, the Democrats have come out of this, and they feel like, so planning, planning to ruin the lives and even kill anyone who doesn't share our political views won us a presidency. That's the lesson they're taking away from this. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine what it's going to be like. As we head toward, you know, you make the joke, you know, turn on your gas light. But seriously, everything that they did, everything that they did said, we hate you, including saying, we hate you. <laughs> we wish you were dead, including saying, we wish you were dead. Now they're all, Biden's out there, oh no, I'm going to be a uniter. I'm like, who the hell do you think you're fooling? First of all, who do you think you're fooling? Second of all. And probably more importantly, after the year I've had listening, or the last four years, really, listening to you mewling lunatics, shrieking everything that you can think of that would potentially be considered an insult right into my ear, what makes you think that I'm offering you unity? Okay? You said you were, you know, I mean, you... you you said it was your patriotic duty to try and impeach the president. When that coup failed, now Biden's president, oh, he can't, have, no lie. Adam Schiff, who we call coup boy here on the program, the human thumb himself, was on MSNBC with uh, the one that can't stop making a fool of herself. Oh, not Melissa Harris, not the tampon earrings girl, the other one. Jerry Nadler. <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> the human toadstool. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, on MSNBC, it's not Joy Ann Reed, the one with the uh, oh, the yeah, time traveling yeah, hackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you've got Schiff on with Joy Reed, and they're discussing how anybody who thinks we should start investigating Biden for any kind of improprieties involving his clearly inappropriate relationship with the Ukraine, his clearly inappropriate relationship with China, and his clearly inappropriate method of victory is unpatriotic and even guilty of treason. And I'm like, Adam Schiff just said that out loud. Are you kidding me? I think Goebbels said that too, didn't I'm he? I'm quite certain he did. <laughs> the irony here is just how, but there's, it's one of the nice things, I guess, about being a Democrat is that you are irony proof. You can sit there on, now granted, it's on one of the most discredited pundits programs in the history of media. Right. This is a woman who literally said that previous Twitter state or blog statements made by her were actually planted there by time traveling hackers. So, yeah, but still, you are talking about a dude who tried to pull off a coup last year. I hate when that crap happens to me. Yeah, I mean, constantly. I can't tell you how many times time traveling <laughs> hackers have messed up my life. But they're sitting there having this discussion, like, and and they're so you know. Well, I completely agree with you. You know, it's really important that people understand how important unity is. We can't be wasting time on this. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, are you telling me that the people who the people behind the Antifa riots, the people behind the Occupy riots, the people behind the BLM riots? The people behind AOC, the people who have embraced anti-Semitism, the people who gave themselves a standing ovation for passing a law in New York that would allow you to abort a baby basically until the kid's old enough to get himself an Uber and get the hell out of there. Right. Okay? These are the people. You want unity? You think it would be inappropriate to question the president's honesty? To look into the president's past dealings? Are you kidding me? 
And that's that's the world that they live in. But they're going to try and impose that on us this coming year. Yep. Because if you think it's crazy now, I mean, we are full on. We are moments away. We are basically one war with either East or Eurasia away from being in a full-on Orwell novel, man. We have always been at war with East Asia. You know, it's going to be like that. It's going to be that kind of crazy. Right. Because they're already doing that to us. They're like, oh, you know, who are you going to believe? You, you know, me or your own lion eyes is the attitude they're taking. We didn't, you know, we're all about the unity. Are you kidding me? You threatened to kill us. You said you wanted us to die. Right. You said the world would be a better place if Trump and his supporters were gone. Some of you have even talked about enemies lists. AOC is literally on Twitter talking about compiling lists of people who supported Trump publicly. That's crazy talk, man. Mm -hmm. That's Stalin Russia talk. That's Hitler Germany talk. And here we are in 2020, and it's Biden America talk? Mm-hmm. And that, that's what we're supposed to believe, that these are the guys that are going to lead us into the future? Can you imagine what it's going to be like when Biden cashes in his chips and we have President Kamala? <laughs> I mean, because she thinks she has a mandate. Right. Schumer's already out there. This is an overwhelming mandate. Pelosi's out there. This is a mandate. This is a... Not only did he cheat to win, but even if all of it was on the up and up, he barely won. Right. He barely won. And let's also add to that fact that Trump has enormously vocal supporters by comparison. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and you can a lot of I know a lot of people say that that's what part of it that makes this election ring hollow to me. You know, Trump's Biden's supporters, the Democrats were noisy, but you didn't really see that much like Joe Biden support. It was just not. We hate Trump. Well, that's what it's been for. Four years now. I mean, they, I think they Actually, really could have put a potted years. plant in a suit and been like, hey, vote for this guy. And right. we're like, oh, exactly. yeah, yeah, ficus for president, yay, whatever. I mean, it's like that kind of, they don't, it's not that much about Biden. It was just about beating Trump. But even if it's on the up and up, he didn't, obviously, Biden did not inspire overwhelming anything except overwhelming kind of, I was going to say antipathy, but that's not even it, just apathy. Just right. they were like, eh, well, you'd be like, yeah, I'm voting because I hate Donald Trump. Okay, well, you must love Joe Biden. Nah. I, you know, I would bet nah. that of the people that voted for Biden, I would bet that half of them voted because they hate Trump. You're right. I completely agree with you. At least I half. completely agree with you. I would also point out one more time here on the last pot on the right that if you uh, if you go back a couple of weeks. Uh, our prediction here about what the margin of error should be to compared to what the pollsters were offering, we were almost dead on. Yep. We were almost dead on. I was like, they are 13 to 15 points lower than they should be. They were 16 points lower than they should be. Yep. Thank you very much. We're yep. here all week. Tip your waiters. Try the deal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to shift gears here real quick. Tragically, okay. you're not going to get any more Neil. You probably will get one more Neil Diamond reference. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, sorry. No, not that one. <laughs> no, not. No, no Sweet Caroline. I feel like that should be a rule. That's a song that should be on the Don't Ever Play It Again list. 
I've heard it too many times. But uh, real quick, I want to remind everybody, you want to catch up with us via email, you can do so through our website at laststopontheright.com. Also, urge you to check out a Facebook group. The Last Stop on the Right Facebook group is uh, open and available for your perusal, as is our Twitter feed, at LastStopOTR, as we yank the wheel here. Well, not that far, because we mentioned in the last segment, you know, they're always talking about unity, but here we are, and they're just, they're infected with anti-Semitism now. That's, it's... The Democrat Party's acceptance, I'm going to say embrace, of anti-Semitism in its ranks. I'll tell you, among other things, and this is something, if I was Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, this would make me nervous. The new wing, the real power of the Democrat Party now is like AOC and the, and the Gal Qaeda squad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ayanna Presley, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib. What's the one thing that unites them? They all hate Jews. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, and you look at a guy like Cuomo who's been rounding them up. I'm like, hey, you know, how come every time these guys get themselves in a stressful situation, they always want to party like it's 1939? I mean, they always do. It's like it's like they default to it. Right. And it must be something about people with a tyrannical mindset. Because one thing that unites today's Democrat Party with Stalin, with Hitler, with every iron-fisted tyrant in history is that they want that power, man. That's what they want. You know, they want to dominate other people. It's not about what they can do for you. It's about what they can do to you. (laughs) We're going to make you see it our way. And, you know, I'm sure someone out there probably would make the point that, oh, well, Stalin thought he was doing the right thing. And you know what? No, he didn't. Stalin thought he was doing the right thing for Stalin. Right. But, you know, you look at these guys, and the one thing that always unites them, in addition to trying these, these insane power grabs, is it's it always, it never, I was going to say it always, it never takes very long before before the old swastika comes out, before somehow they work hating Jews into whatever they're doing. Right. And I guess it took the Democrats longer than it took the, you know, you know the Nazis or whatever, because the Nazis kind of opened with that. That didn't really work out that well for them. <laughs> they yeah. like their opening card. They're like, hey, man, uh, okay, so the Treaty of Versailles sucked, and we hate the Jews. I'm like, that. it's amazing looking back on it that you guys didn't win with that message. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's all you got. I huh? mean, that's that's better than make make America great again. <laughs> I mean, it's golly. Like, you know, we yeah. hate the Treaty of Versailles and Jews. <laughs> Vote Hitler, 33. Uh, but that's what we're doing now. I mean, we've got uh, we've got AOC out there talking about enemies list. We know what that's always Cuomo, you know, fresh from mass murdering tens of thousands of old people. Speaking of gaslighting, completely got away with that. They weren't all Jews, though. No, they weren't all Jews. <laughs> he didn't put them in ovens. So you know, that's a nice step in the right direction. But I mean, you know, something that you should that I should mention about this: when you see a guy like Cuomo talk about gaslighting, you see a guy like Cuomo get away with the stuff that he's gotten away with. I mean, right now he's out there bad-mouthing the vaccine. I mean, literally, they're like, COVID is the worst thing ever, and it's all Trump's fault. Trump's like, hey, I think we might have a vaccine that we could work on. Oh, we, no, don't take the vaccine. There ain't going to be no vaccine until late January. I'm like, you guys, so. you guys are actually opposing a vaccine because Trump announced it. I was kidding a couple of months back when I said if Trump cured cancer, they'd be like, why do you hate oncology? But it's seriously, they've told us that uh, that COVID will kill us all. At granted, COVID will kill almost none of us. But fine, they've been telling. If you go with the Democrat mantra, it's COVID is the worst. It's literally waiting outside the door with a bat to get you. I mean, right. it's right. they've turned it into the boogeyman of twenty twenty. Right. Uh, 
Trump comes out and says, hey, man, looks like Pfizer's got something we can work with here. And what's Cuomo? Oh, I don't think you should be taking that vaccine yet. Like, really? Of course he did. Are you serious? So now COVID's not something you'd want to be vaccinated against? Are you? And But who's going to call him on it? CNN? Right. I mean, his brother? The one who faked a COVID infection? <laughs> you think he's going to call? I mean, who? If that's what I, I keep saying to people. I can't believe. How is nobody talking about the My mother? Our executive producer here at the last pot on the right. I don't, she says to me, I can't tell you how many times she said to me, I don't understand why people aren't talking about this. And I'm going to say, Mom, who's going to talk about it? And she's like, well, you should. And I'm like, we do. But, you know, that's that's like nine people, maybe ten on a good <laughs> See, day. I was going to say, when three people listen and two of them are you and dad. Yeah, I'm like, well, yeah. you know, you and the old man already know. So when I say it back to you, you're like, well, you know, it's like, okay, but I think you already knew that. But seriously, who's, but this is what I say to people. Who's going to tell them? Who's going to expose a guy like like Governor Cuomo's mass murder of old people and his insane gaslighting of an actual COVID vaccine? CNN, his brother is there. His brother faked a COVID infection for sympathy, was out (laughs) hassling passerby while supposedly hiding in his basement. And nobody called it. He was back on the air when he was ready. Yep. They even did a little like, did you see the thing where he's like come up the stairs from his basement? They're like, dun, dun. it was like the Rocky theme or whatever. Like, he's back. It's Chris Cuomo coming out of the basement. It's a miracle. C- CNN probably did like a, a, a company-wide thing. And they said. If they had had if, Michael if, Buffer if you, there to announce his return, it wouldn't have shocked well, me. Well, yeah, I, they probably had like a company-wide thing where they're like, if you get coronavirus, you get COVID, and you're out for your two weeks, well, you get paid for that. And so he was like, I'm taking a vacation, I, man. I, but I, yeah, <laughs> why not? But yeah, I mean, he's like in another town looking at real estate, yes, yell, well, yelling at people. Yes. No mask, no COVID. But then when he comes out of his basement, they're like, Chris Cuomo is back. Here he comes right now. It is Chris. We're so happy. And I'm like, are you serious right now? Come on. That's the guy who's going to report on his brother? It's amazing that these stories don't get out. But uh, but all of that, I'm just speaking of gaslighting, I'm going to make that point. You know, you who's going to call him on? You know, Biden should make him like the Secretary of Health and Human Services. Which one? <laughs> Cuomo. <laughs> the Governor Cuomo. Yeah, why not? You know. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I think there's a different office that is he's suited more suited for. <laughs> I believe the last time they had an office like this, they the Germans called it the Office of Resettlement. Yes. We know Chris would love that uh, job. Uh, Secretary Cuomo, what's with the requisition for all the freight trains? <laughs> what are you doing? And why do you need this much charcoal? I'm curious. <laughs> yes. Now, but seriously, though. What's it's, with the sarin gas? <laughs> but we, and we joke about it, right? What is Zyklon B and why is the Secretary of resettlement requisitioning it <laughs> in mass amounts <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with the trucks man that's weird uh okay we made enough nazi references however however why well, hey man i spent four years listening to the nazi references directed at me right at least mine are accurate right well that's okay. true i'm not the one who's out there saying you know jews equal bad right the democrats are i mean hell man ilhan omar just got reelected. Now, granted, she uh, she has committed that we know of marital fraud, immigration fraud, electoral fraud, and now we just found out this past week she's paid over a million dollars to her husband's consulting firm. And I'm like, yeah, she just got reelected, and she's right out there like she's actually in Hamas. 
She has accepted money from Hamas. Right. Okay. They call it CARE in the U.S. Their U.S. chapter is the Council on American Islamic Relations. But it's Hamas. I'm like, well, you know how they feel about Jews. <laughs> it's in their freaking charter. It would be like if the Bill of Rights had like an 11th Amendment and instead of the actual 11th Amendment, it said like uh, Amendment 11, no Jew shall be suffered to live or whatever. I mean, it's like that kind of, Hamas takes that attitude about it. Right. Like kill all the Jews. And she's in Hamas. So yeah, they've embraced it, but they have not embraced it 100% yet. There are places where there are still people going, ah, not 100% on this whole anti-Semitism thing. I would imagine guys like Schumer and Pelosi are not big fans. Schumer being a Jew, Pelosi being old enough to remember what happened to them the last time people started talking like this, I would hope. You can't count anything with these people. I'd be like, I would hope the historical record is still in their brains, but who the hell knows? You would think. I mean, hell, Joe Biden was alive for World War II. You'd think he'd remember it. Right. Uh, hell, Bernie Sanders was alive for World War One. <laughs> <laughs> See, my I was gonna make a joke, and I was gonna. <laughs> Bernie Sanders charged up San Juan Hill with Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> I, I was gonna say that Pelosi kind of looks like she was liberated from a concentration oh, camp. Wow. I mean, I'm sorry. Wow, you I'm so, went she's to, so I just you can't. Okay. You're like, oh, but I said sorry. I'm like, oh, it's all better. now. It's better now. Okay, that's fine then. No, seriously, I mean, here they are. We've got a guy down in Georgia. And, and before we get to him, I want to mention this about Pelosi. I want to make this point about Pelosi and Schumer. If you were the, if you were they, you were observing what's God happening. God forbid, to, and you're observing what's happening to your party. I and mean, put all the rest of the stuff aside. I mean, you're you've got to know that your days are numbered. I mean, you know, you've got to know that it's almost <laughs> over. I mean, I got to figure the moment AOC and Ilhan and the rest of the Gal types get to the point that they're old enough, you know. Mom, earmuffs. Give it a couple of more years and <laughs> it's going to be AOC as speaker and Ilhan as, as my. I mean, look at look at the difference between leadership. Pelosi, she's like 900 years old. Right. Schumer, he's like 800 years old. Sanders, he's 1,000 years old. Uh, Steny Hoyer, he's another 150 years old. I mean, these people are old. Right. Now look at the people who are actually making the, the, making the sausage in the Democrat Party now. Oh, yeah. Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Jakita Khrushchev, and Ayanna Presley. They're all very young. They're all under 40. Uh, Tlaib might be on the far side. She also may just look that way. She's not a very, she's not a handsome woman. No. AOC, at least she's hot. Yeah, it's like you know if you mute, if you mute the TV, she looks like she's just having a nice time. <laughs> <laughs> Go do another music video, honey. That's great. But now, if you're if you're in a leadership position in the Democrat Party right now, you're probably on the far side of seventy. Yes, and you're probably looking at these guys going, "Oh man," I, I would very much imagine it would be like if you were the aging. If you're like Joe Namath at the end of your career and there's some first-round draft pick who's sitting on the bench watching you with a clipboard and you're like, oh, man, that kid's here to take my job. <laughs> Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm seriously. I mean, you know. If you're Brett Favre, you're looking over there going, ah, crap. The difference is that Pelosi and Schumer don't have, they can't exactly jump to the to the Jets. No, no. Or, they, or the they Vikings. They can't go play for the Vikings. <laughs> no. Like, there's nobody no. else that will hire them out there. Now, uh, I wanted to get local-ish. Now, if you are not a Georgian, this still affects you because this guy is trying to sneak in the side door to the Senate, and it actually should concern you. 
Uh, among other things, the balance of the Senate is at stake. But uh, Raphael Warnock has, and, and to be honest, if you didn't know who this guy was until just now, I don't blame you. They came out of nowhere with this guy. Now, like, hey, he's a pastor at Ebenezer Baptist up in Atlanta. He calls himself Reverend. Like he can't, he's one of those guys. Yes, it's he's never just Raphael Warnock. He like I think he actually is one of those dudes that corrects people. They're like, uh, so you're Raphael Warnock. It's M- Reverend, Mister Warnock. Warnock. <laughs> yeah, it's Reverend. Reverend Warnock. No, nah, it's Mister Warnock, and you should be glad that I even put a title on it right. instead of like douchebag Warnock. Right. So this guy's running around, and it turns out this dude is uh, he is in the runoff with Kelly Leffler for the the seat that needs to be decided by special election. Both of our Senate seats came up in the same year because, like I said earlier, yay, Georgia. Uh, but That's because Johnny Isaacson retired. I so yeah, I just, just so everybody knows. Well, it's, you know, and now you've got both Senate seats up and they're both in runoffs. Uh, the one that's that paper cutout that they oss off, mm-hmm. who's basically, that guy doesn't even exist without Hollywood money. They literally built him in like Hollywood. Right. Well, and the only reason He's, that one's the runoff is because there was the, the independent yeah. or something, and he got just enough to keep He's Beto, Purdue He's, is like at 49.8%. Ossoff is Beto Jr. Okay. Yes. He's, he's an idiot. Uh, but I mean, you know, of course, he's an idiot. He, but he's he's like this squirmy little pencil neck nerd. I mean, you know, like he's the kind of guy that when black people say, like the BLM guys say, we hate white people. I look at a guy like Ossoff and go, okay, you know what? I can see it. <laughs> ah, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's such a little, he's such a little turd. He just can't like him. He's like, I may be the skinny pencil neck little dweeb, but I know better what's right for you, and I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to make it happen, and I'm going to. And he's running for senate in Georgia, and, they, and he's funded by nothing but outside money. Mm-hmm. Nobody in Georgia even really likes this guy. They basically bought him enough to keep him in the race. They tried to buy him a house seat a few years ago. That didn't work out. That was the one where they had Will Ferrell knocking on doors in Atlanta. Was that it? Would that he, be oh, was he house? Or was he good? That was like, no, was he was it? going for the house. It was at the same time that Stacey Abrams was pretending to win the governor. See, I thought he went up against her at some point. Now he's like out there primary, and but. he's he's running for uh for the US House against I guess Karen Handel. And uh, uh yeah, and they're out there and they right. had the Hollywood people. You imagine how disappointing that would be though. Like you're out there and you're like sitting in your house, watching the TV, doing whatever the hell you're doing, knock on the door. And it's Will Frickin' Farrell. <laughs> Oprah you gotta, Winfrey. You got to figure that's well. I mean, okay, I would be less thrilled about Oprah Winfrey, that's but true, Will Ferrell true. makes me laugh. I'd be like, oh my god, Will Ferrell's on my porch. That's so cool. Can I get a picture, man? And you go and you open the door, like, oh my god, Will Ferrell, and he's like, hey, I'm here to tell you to vote for John Oss. I'd be like, oh man, fo. Yeah, get it. You know what, dude? <laughs> I loved you until now. Get off my lawn. Take your big goofy ass <laughs> off of my lawn, because now I don't like you anymore. But uh, now they've got this guy uh, Warnock Ossoff's in the other runoff, right? Warnock. And by the way, uh, we mentioned the reverend thing a minute ago. Have you ever noticed that the Democrats are all about the separation of church and state? Unless. Until, unless it's one of their guys, because it's he's his campaign signs say reverend. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, all, he's totally trying to use that. It's just to like Sharpton. Although, with, with, at least with Warnock, we know there's an actual church involved. Sharpton, there was never a church involved. He just called himself reverend. Right. Um, I don't think Warnock has killed anybody, so that's got to put him ahead a little bit, too. I, I'm a reverend. Do you know that? Actually, dude, you <laughs> laugh. I am one. Oh, uh, yeah, you are, actually. I I performed my younger brother. I was I officiated at my younger brother's I wedding. I do remember that. That was pretty cool. So I'm actually more of a reverend than, than Al Sharpton ever was. But anyway, you got Warnock's out here, and it turns out this dude is tied right to BDS. That's the Boycott, Divest, 
and sanction movement. They are, that is, uh, the umbrella group for the anti-Semitic hate groups that operate in the U.S. And uh, they all share the opinion, like Ilhan Omar and her Hamas masters, that Jews equal bad and should be killed. Hmm. Uh, They do the whole thing. They they cover it with, oh, we're not anti-Semitic. We just don't like Israel. I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're fooling. Who do you think you're fooling? Cuomo up there. No, I'm not anti-Israel. Rounds up Jews. I'm like, yeah, I think you're a little more than anti-Israel, buddy. But that's, Warnock is tied to these guys. So Warnock is, and he's not the first anti-Semite to come out of Atlanta and go, I want to be on the bigger stage. You remember Cynthia McKinney. Oh, yeah. You remember her father, Billy McKinney. Mm -hmm. There's a section of the perimeter around Atlanta named for that fool. Really? Yeah, and he, uh, when he got caught in a corruption scandal, and I'm going to quote here, when they said, he said, it's not my fault. And they said, whose fault is it? And I'm quoting, he said, quote, J-E-W-S, unquote. <laughs> and they named a section of the road for him. And I'm like, well, yeah. Warnock's not the first guy to come out of the Atlanta political, the Democrat machine in Atlanta that's just right out there saying, I don't like Jewish people. And I'm sitting there going, what is with these guys? Hey, you How know- does that sell in Georgia anyway? I mean, we have a strong Jewish population in Savannah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, you see them. They've got. Uh, I've never been. Oh no, I have been inside it. They've got their uh, their uh, temple mm-hmm. is over on uh, the same square. Actually, a historic temple uh, is on the same square where the events, or the midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil events, took place in the house directly across the square from the oldest Jewish temple in Savannah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so but outside at Savannah and Atlanta, you know, there's not that it's there's not a huge Jewish population in Georgia. It's not like, you know, New York or something. No. So you're like, where does this even come from? But again, you got to ask the question, how come whenever these guys find themselves in a stressful political situation, their thoughts always run to killing more babies and hating Jewish people? And if you're in Georgia and you don't have any other thoughts on this race, and I know far more people than should who don't care. And might not even be aware that there is a runoff election coming up in less than a month. Mm, a little, a little more. more than a month. A little more than a month. Because they don't, you know, ah, I've already voted. I mean, runoff elections always bring in fewer people. But this is a guy who is a, this is a bad guy. And, you know, as we wrap up 2020, I'd be like, hey, how about somebody wins that isn't complete garbage? Now, granted, his opponent Kelly Leffler. Mm, I was about to say that's that's a she's tough, a little uh, crooked task you're asking for there. Man. She's a little crooked. Right, this rumor, rumor, rumor oh, innuendo, my. innuendo. I know it's not like uh, where you have. I mean, Warnock is friends with people who are right out there going, "Yeah, uh, I hope Israel gets blown out into the into the Mediterranean tomorrow morning." Right. Uh, whereas Leffler is a little more speculative. But seriously, I'm sitting here going, and you look at the presidential election. And I made this comment to somebody the other day. One of the reasons that Trump didn't win. If Trump was 15% less of mom earmuffs, because there's no other way to say this, three, two, one, asshole, Hmm. he would have won by 10 points. Oh, yeah, I agree. If he was just a little less combative. I'm not blaming him for that because that's how he got where he got, by being that guy. Don't change horses in midstream. I understand that. It's worked for you all the way from Queens to the White House. Mm-hmm. So why would you change? But I'm going to go ahead and say that if Trump was let, was a little bit more, just a little more likable, 
a hood ornament like Joe Biden had no chance. Man, if he didn't, if if because he inspired if, them to hate him so much. If the and well, and if they didn't let him the Twitter, if they didn't let him have the Twitter, it's part of his game though, dude. I, I know, that's but God, is, I mean, he just that's where he does most of I his stick poking. He at. did well, and you know, it's the classic blunder. The greatest, of course, being never engage in a land war in Asia. Uh, right. The second greatest being never go in with against a Sicilian when death is on the line. But third, but third <laughs> is never underestimate the ability of the Democrat media complex to lie their asses off in opposition in because of partisan opposition. Right. He underestimated just how pervasive their messaging, bogus though it might have been, was. They did an excellent job of casting him as this villain. And, of course, they cheated. So, you know, he underestimated them. They pulled this off. And you got to say it. And I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone the other day, one of the famous, uh, infamous Disney boys from Texas. I'm mm. going to say famous, but infamous. <laughs> Local law enforcement is well aware of their, <laughs> their general attitudes, uh, as I'm quite sure that, is the Federal that, Bureau of Investigation, the I ATF, that, and a number of other alphabet agencies. That would kind of make him famous, though, wouldn't yeah. it? The infamy, but okay. <laughs> but uh, I was talking to one of the Disney boys the other day, and he's saying, hey, man, this is, you know, I mean, what do we do now? And I'm like, well, we we endure. We we survive. We don't have a We've choice. We've done it before. We don't. Well, you don't get a choice. It's going to be harder this time. It's going to be it's going to be much harder this time. And they're like, hey, what do we think the odds are that somehow he pulls out a miracle and Biden has to back off? And I'm like, uh... If I was Vegas, we talked about this last week. You know, you go over to London. You will, they will take your, you find a bookie, they will take a bet on anything. They might give you crappy odds, but they'll take the bet. Right. If I was a London bookie, and somebody came in and said, I want to drop, uh, I don't know, a dime on Trump somehow pulls this out at the last second. I got to be honest, I would offer fairly impressive odds for that. Oh, yeah, I would too. I, your payoff would be pretty solid, mm -hmm. but it's not going to happen. I mean, you need to come to grips with that. It's not going to happen. Is it infuriating? Absolutely. Is it tiresome? 100%. Is it going to happen? Yeah, it is. I think people need to just wrap their heads around that. That this just, I oh, mean, yeah. you know, you don't have to like it. And yeah, it's bad, okay? I, I agree with a lot of people out there that there are enough discrepancies that I have my doubts about this election. Uh, I do not like the dem the direction the Democrat Party is threatening to take America. No patriot does. I mean, Kamala 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 Harris has more than once said she's gonna come. She's gonna if if Congress won't move that she's gonna go for executive action on guns. I'm like, I love when they say that because you there isn't you can't take an executive action against the Bill of Rights. Right. It doesn't work that way. Right. But she's gonna try. And you know, and again, we're all preparing for that moment. We're all preparing for that moment that she is in a position to do so. Because I got to be honest with you, I don't see Joe Biden getting all the way to 2024. Probably, I just don't see it. Probably not. All right, kids, we got we to gotta wrap it up here. I want to say a special thank you to all of those who have reached out to us. The Hog, love you, man. Uh, noted political scientist, Hut, P. Always, uh, always good to hear from you. The Soto Boys and sweet Jimmy Apollo up there behind enemy lines in the Northeast. Jenny the Bank Teller, the coming contingent, the Disney Boys, Denny and Linda. My father, who sat through another hour of this crap because our executive producer, my mother, makes him do it. 
Thanks. <laughs> we appreciate it. We love you all. So I want to say a quick thank you to our good friends at America's Podcast Network. You have been listening to KLRN Radio. Dot net. Go check out all the programs over there, all of which, all of which are vastly superior to this offering. I am Ben Crystal. I'm hungry. <laughs> it's just kind of hit me. So, you know, check I'm, out our website. I'm Mike Abel. Check out our website, laststopontheright.com. Check out our Twitter feed at laststopotr. Check out our Facebook group. And Last Stop on the Right Facebook group is over 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And check us out here next week. Until then, my friends, this has been the last pot on the right. Y'all keep it in the short grass. We out! <laughs>